Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you winter wonders, and welcome to the final episode of 2021 of the Radical Sex Witches. I'm Little Leah, and with me is the queen of winter. I don't know why I said that. She's the queen of my books. Carla Wainwright. Well, thank you, Leah. I, I can just safely say I'm not the queen of winter because it's my I know. It fucking sucks. <laughs> but yeah, I'll take I'll take the queen, uh, the queen title. I'll, I'll give you one right back at you too. A queef. <laughs> <laughs> So as I already mentioned, it's our last episode of 2021, and today we're going to be celebrating the winter solstice coming up on December 21st. This is the day when the tilt of the Earth's axis is furthest away from the sun, creating the longest night of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. And the word solstice comes from the Latin solstitium, (laughs) meaning point at which the sun stands still. Solstitit. Solstitium. (laughs) We're in it to win it, kids. The last episode, there's no fucks to give. Just kidding. <laughs> but it's a pretty big day around the globe. And it's a day that has been celebrated by for millennia um, by millions and millions and millions of people, including yourself. Yes. And you went digging for some history, obviously. So enlighten myself and our listeners. I would love to. So, Yes. People have been celebrating the solstice since the dawn of time. I mean, if you kind of think about it, um, they didn't have a lot of other distractions. So they spent a lot of time looking at the stars and the celestial bodies and the sun and uh, the moon, of course. And people started to recognize this point where the sun literally looked like it was still. And this, this point where, of course, we have these two midpoints in the year, the summer solstice and the winter solstice, which, of course, is the inverse, depending on what hemisphere you're in. Right. Um, but people have been paying attention to this for thousands of years, probably since the, the dawn of humanity. So um, the celebrations really have deep roots in ancient cultures and religions. And some of the earliest known observations date around 10,000 B.C., And uh, we have, of course, the famous Stonehenge in England, which is aligned with sunset on the winter solstice, which, you know, I've been to Stonehenge. Those are big ass rocks. And just it's kind of remarkable to think about how how they could move them and how they could build that structure and have it aligned in such a way like it's really quite phenomenal. It really is. And I'm kind of sad that I never got to really go see it when I was there a few years ago, but I hear it's all roped off differently and it's just off a highway now. And look, kids, I was gonna say, look, kids, big Ben, that's my always (laughs) European (laughs) vacation, but (laughs) where they actually knock down Stonehenge when they go there, which is funny, but yeah. Yeah. So Stonehenge, super big deal. And then of course, you know, there are, you know, many, many others examples of, of cultures celebrating uh, the winter solstice. I'll just share a couple here. So in ancient Rome, uh, they had a festival called Saturnalia, uh, which was marked the end of the planting season and invited new growth for months to come. And this would be a day where gifts would be given games, they'd play games. And then the (laughs) probably for many people, it was the day that slaves didn't actually have to work. So I think they got like one day off. 
Um, I'm interested in the word Saturnalia, like Saturn. Yeah. Is there a reason that's in there? Do you know that answer? Have I played Stump Carla? Probably not. Probably. Well, yes, I think the same thing. I did not look up the meaning of the word, but yes, because um, <clears throat> all of these things were so connected to the planets and such that uh, I'm sure there's some, I can't even remember what Saturn. Yeah, I, it's not coming to me. Do you remember what Saturn represented? That's what he said. <laughs> it's not coming to me. No, I don't. Well, no, I don't. Anyway. Look at us. Look well, at us learning, that. not learning. That's right. We'll find it and, and update all of you later. <laughs> <clears throat> but there's more. There's, yeah, the there's Incan, more. Incan so, Empire. Yeah, the Incan Empire uh, celebrated something called uh, Inti Rami. Rami. And it's, um, so this is actually the inverse because uh, of course, below the equator, um, right now it's the summer solstice. So the winter solstice for them is in June. And there's a Peruvian tradition that dates back to the Inca empire before the arrival of the the Spanish colonists. And so this holiday honors the sun God. Um, Of course it was banned by the Spanish, but it was revived again in the 20th century and uh, celebrated with traditional dances and feasts and get this mock sacrifices. So this is harking back to those Incan days of ritualized sacrifice. Kalima! (laughs) Just think of Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom there. Kalima! Ripping out his heart. It's not the first time I've said that on our show. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that would like, one of my bucket list things is to die in a horror movie someday. Like not for real, but for fun. So maybe I would like to be a mock sacrifice at a at one of these celebrations. <laughs> yeah, at Machu Picchu. <laughs> yeah, throw me in. You got one more on here. You yeah, I do. Well, Yule. So this is, of course, uh, the basis of so much of what we celebrate here in the West. So Yule is um, means wheel in Norse, and. It is a really important time in Northern uh, countries and it commemorates the birth of the infant sun God from the woman of night. And it's actually the very first pagan festival to be Christianized in 354 uh, CE. And this, um, this is actually when the birth of Jesus, which was actually thought to be probably in late September, was officially moved around the winter solstice and named Christmas. Ha! You see yeah. fuckers. So, um, you know, like many things, we've discussed this a lot, how the church uh, tried to kind of co-opt these pagan traditions and Christianize them. So this is exactly what happened with the solstice. So, of course, the solstice is is usually it's not always the 21st, but it's it's usually the 21st. And then, of course, Christmas is on the 25th, but it's all in that same sort of timing. Um, Yeah. So that was done in 354 CE. And so customs like. This is actually interesting. So customs like candles, decorated trees, uh, the Yule log, wreaths, decorations, gift givings, uh, gift giving. That's all. These are all pagan rituals. Really? Um, yeah. Of the Everything gifts. comes that's from the pagan tradition. Huh. And they, they were actually forbidden to Christians. And in nine, uh, sorry, in 1634, oh, really? yeah, they had become so widespread in England that they were actually outlawed by an act of parliament. How about... How's that for Grinchy? No shit. No gift giving. <laughs> You're going to work on Christmas Day. <laughs> I'm just thinking of a Christmas carol. What was Bob Cratchit? Was that his last name? Um, isn't Bob Cratchit, isn't he the one? 
Isn't he the guy who works for him, though? That yeah, you're going to work on Christmas Day, Bob. That's right. <laughs> Fuck your gift of your gift giving. You'll not love it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, nice one. No, no, that, that was a that was a dad joke. If I ever heard one before. <laughs> but you know what? Like many of our episodes, it's not complete until we talk about fucking. That's right. Well, I felt like we needed to get that in because of, you know, the nature of our podcast. But That's I'm also what he said. I need to get that in. You sound like one of my 14 year olds. Hey, this is what happens when you live alone with cats and houseplants, you know, like you're just waiting for an excuse for things to spill out of your mouth. I know the number of times I hear, well, that's what she said. It's still a good <laughs> joke all these years later and you laugh at it. So it's true. It's, it's just true. as I bad. Do, I do find it. I do find it. And I love that she feels like she can say that to me so. <laughs> and get a laugh. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so uh, you may remember uh, our our beloved listeners that the summer solstice involved a lot of fucking and uh, celebrations, um, you know, reenacting the uh, the copulation of um, the sun god and, you know, all of that that was happening. So lots of sex rituals associated with the summer solstice. But I'm sad to say that not so with the winter solstice, maybe because it's too fucking cold. No, I was just going to say you should be fucking more to make body heat. What is with these people? You know, I really looked. I really, I, I, I'm sure I you did, did. The searching. I found some interesting porn. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of like anime style, which seemed to have nothing oh, to do with this. But anyway, no. so, um, but okay. But here's the thing. I agree with you completely. And actually, I'm doing a, a solstice sex magic series um, because I think that sex magic at this time of year is super powerful. And uh, yeah. just because it's dark and gloomy doesn't mean you shouldn't be getting your sex on. Yeah, it makes more sense to be having sex now. Like, yeah, just maybe that not gives a, you not. that gives you another six minutes that you don't have to get out of bed to put another log on the fire. Like six minutes. Is that a. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be realistic. It was probably more like three. <laughs> Foreplay does not keep me as warm as it should. We know you're not good at that, Bill. I don't know who Bill is either, but <sighs> again, yeah, I live with cats and house plants. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's, that's, you know, we want to encourage everybody to get it on a little bit for the winter solstice because it's, it's always fun. Hashtag fucking for the winter. Yes. And so if you're curious about um, creating solstice and, you know, creating your solstice intentions and really, you know, amplifying them and up-leveling them with some sex magic, just go back to our sex magic episode and get a little primer on how to do that. It's a two for one around here. Always. <laughs> always. Um, so the solstice is also a time of darkness and reflection. Do you want to expand on that for our yeah. listeners as well? I think in a lot of cultures, um, it is the, this time of darkness is a time where we go inward and um, become quiet. There's this, this sense of uh, like the yin time of year, this time of reflection. And, you know, for some people, it's also this, this experience of almost letting 
the ego die where we recognize we're too exhausted to keep fighting what is. And uh, I don't know, I kind of feel like that this year. I'm, I was just going to say, especially after this year and last year. Yeah. So it is a time to just take, take an opportunity for reflection and let go of the things that you might be fighting against that are just really creating more exhaustion and just not really letting you to move forward. And so with this idea of it being the, the, the yin time of year, this quiet introverted time of the year, it's really aligned with feminine energy. So if we're not really in right relationship with feminine qualities, it, this is when we can actually find this particular point of the, the turn of the wheel or the gate challenging. So that's also an interesting reflection. Like if you're really finding you're striving and pushing and, you know, trying to get all these things accomplished, it's a good opportunity to actually reflect, like, actually I need to bring more of that feminine receptive letting go energy. And then you may find that a big shift happens as a result of that, because, you know, we've talked about this many times before we are of course, so aligned with the seasons and the energy of nature. And as much as we might think we're removed from that, we aren't. And so rather than pushing and, and, going against what is natural if we can just allow ourselves to go with the natural energy and forces of nature usually life goes a whole lot better it's kind of interesting because it, how many people out there are actually going to be like oh i'm taking i'm taking december and the winter solstice as an opportunity to let go because technically it's the busiest season of the fucking year it's go 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 send these presents do this go there do this blah 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 so it's kind of interesting that these opposites within the same time frame exist from one another. Yeah, it's it is really true. And um maybe think back, you know, how often are you starting January from a place of being refreshed and restored? Not always, right? Right, thank fuck this is over. <laughs> yeah. So um so this time is also the, the time of the inner wise woman and she who honors how necessary it is to express grief. We've already talked about this idea of letting go of the past and our attachment. And we just have this opportunity as we move through this cycle. So winter really does represent the crone energy. Um, and then we're going to be moving towards more light towards the spring and this renew, renewal and rebirth. But we have to give ourselves the space to rest and just be that fertile void, that space. It's like the new moon, that dark energy. So the more that we can embrace that and let go of things, I think the more we're able to really step into that beautiful energy of manifestation, creation, and growth um, as the winter begins to shift into the spring. I really like how you mentioned at the beginning of the episode that they paid attention to the stars and these types of things because they had less distractions. And that resonated with me because like, so many of the things that we probably should be letting go of, we sweep under the rug because we're, you know, looking on fucking Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, you know, we, our life is full of distractions that we don't, a lot of us don't have those quiet moments to go and openly reflect on, you know, what's flying through the sky at this point in time, or, you know, to deal with the issues that we are facing that, you know, could be dealt with. Like if we just got the fuck off of our phones for a minute. Yeah. You know, artificial light and all of this is really actually hard on us. If you think about people before there was the advent of electricity, candles oh were in scarcity, you know, oil lamps, all of those things, people went to bed early and they got all of this sleep and rest so that when there would be more light and they had to work out in the fields or be outside, they'd have the energy for that. So, um, yeah, rest. 
more rest. Actually, this time change does kill me. It's like, I'm begging to go to sleep after the time change. It's like six o'clock and it's like, bitch, at least make it to eight, eight 30. <laughs> like, come on. It still does mess with me. So I can't even imagine, but like, they're probably ready to go to bed at four o'clock when it was dark because they were like, what, like you said, they were outside, they were doing this, that, and the other thing, you know, making sure they didn't die. <laughs> yeah. But they were ready for bed. They had more fresh air than all of us combined will ever have. Totally. And it probably also um, helped them not eat as much. They slept more. Oh, very true. I don't know. I just thought of that, but less, you know, less munching around at night. I mean, they had less food, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That was a, that was a rabbit hole, but it was like thoughts that, you know, wow. Mm -hmm. In the time that we live in the time that they lived. So yes, carry on with your wonderful facts that I don't know where you find. And I'm not going to question it because it's maybe like saying Voldemort. (laughs) You don't want to know where I find the information. (laughs) In the depths. In the depths. (laughs) Um, I guess the last thing I want to share are just a couple of of rituals that um, you might want to do to celebrate. You all know that I'm really into rituals and you know, one thing I want to begin with is to, to just share that the ancient world really understood how ritual was an essential essential practice to acknowledge and process change. And in our modern society, we really we still do rituals all the time, although yes. we might not be aware of it. Um, but we do we do not as many of these rituals that really relate to like the moon or seasons or things like that. And um, I think they can be really, really powerful. And and what's interesting, I think people are hesitant to do rituals or intimidated because they they don't like, I don't know how to do that. I hear that a lot. People will say to me, oh, I want to do more ritual, but I don't know how. Mm. And I guess I want to share that the simplest ritual can be the most meaningful. Like a ritual can just be lighting a candle and taking a moment and pausing and reflection. It doesn't have to have like this incredible, like complicated altar and all of these pieces and costume. It doesn't have to have any of that. So simple can be amazing. And also too, if you're like, I don't know what to do. I mean, pick something that means something to you. It doesn't, there's no rule book that's like, okay. So step A, B, C, and D. Yeah. Do this. If it feels right to you, go do it. If the universe is like, wave some internet, wave some internet, (laughs) wave some incense around then fucking wave some incense around, put that into your ritual. What feels right to you? Yeah. I thanks for saying that. That's really important. And it will, it will feel the most satisfying in the, and have the most effect if it feels meaningful. If you're just doing something complicated because you think that's what you're supposed to do, but it doesn't make anything feel alive within you. It's kind of pointless. That's right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just share a couple of ideas. So um, a solo activity you can do can be really nice. We just talked about uh, the prevalence of artificial light and phones and all of that. So um, when the sun goes down, just to turn out all the lights in your house and just be in total darkness and just allow yourself to sit in that void of darkness. And after you've had an opportunity to just be with that for, you know, just a few moments, then you can light a candle and just contemplate this idea of the return of light, because this is what the winter solstice is all about. We're at this darkest point, the shortest uh, amount of light, and then we, we welcome the light back in. So you can ask yourself, what is my heart's deepest knowing? 
and just ask to be guided out of the dark by the light of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And you can visualize like letting go of all the burdens that you have by wrapping any situation that um, you know, or you're finding challenging in light and just ask it to be resolved in accordance with your highest wisdom and the highest wisdom of the universe. I love it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good solo. That's a good solo job. You could also do that. You could also do that with, with other people, but that's an easy thing to do um, on your own and uh, something that you can do in a group. So, you know, at the solstice, especially um, in, you know, for the winter solstice bonfires outside with community. So fun. So for like a, a bonfire outside in the snow. Um, so much fun. It's worth being cold feet over or whatever, right? Like I will put on all the layers, you know, that's yeah. I'm not yeah. too much of an outdoor winter person, but you call me for a fire and I'm there. Yeah. It's amazing. So, you know, everybody can bring some food <clears throat> you can share a feast and you can take turns lighting a candle and just talking about what's challenging you and <clears throat> excuse me. And then really calling in just like we did with the solo um, the solo ritual of just also visualizing what it is that you're wanting to bring into the light and sharing that as well. So letting go, like witnessing the challenge for everyone, and then also witnessing collectively what you're calling in together and just enjoying the light and being outside in community. And this year in particular, you're going to want to be outside for the solstice. Why is that? Because on the 21st is the Ursids meter shower. Um, the one challenge, so this always happens uh, around this time, um, but there's going to be nearly a full moon. The full moon is a few days before, so it might block all but the brightest meteors. Um, and the best viewing, of course, will be late uh, without any city lights. And this is a minor meteor shower, which produces five to 10 meteors per hour. And it's produced by dust grains left behind Comet Tuttle, which was first discovered in 1790. And uh, usually runs between December 17th and 25th. And it peaks this year right on the 21st. So that's actually pretty special that the meteor shower peaks uh, this light coming from the heavens, literally um, on the solstice. And they radiate around the constellation of Ursa Minor, but you can see them anywhere in the sky. But if you, I have this app, there's lots of them. It's mine's the one I use is just called planets. And I use it all the time. It shows me, you know, what planets are in the sky and where the constellations are. But, um, you know, you could look at that, see where Ursa Minor is and just focus your awareness at that part of the sky to see if you notice any meteors. That's super cool. I've only ever once been lucky enough to see a meteor shower. Um, a friend took me out into the sticks because I live right in downtown full of pollution and I never see shit, but it was one of the most magical things I've ever seen in the sky. And I would love, love, love to see them again. Yeah. It's pretty special. Any kind of cosmic event, you know, or right. Or a Borealis. Meteor oh, shower, yeah. stars, all of those things. I, I love it. Me too. Well, we hope that whatever you get up to for the solstice for Christmas, um, that you're safe, that you're happy, surrounded by the people that you love. Got to let you know we're taking next week off to get some downtime over the holidays. But Carla and I will be back January 1st, the very first day of 2022, to kick off the new year with a special Sexy Intentions Happy New Year episode. And that's going to be fun. (laughs) Great way to start 2022. 
That's right. Anyways, happy holidays, witches. We love you. Thank you so much for your support this year. And we'll talk to you again soon. As always, I'm little Leah. And I'm Carla. We are the Radical Sex Witches, and we will see you next time. Hello, witchy listener. It's Carla here. If you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life, reach out to me and let's connect on a free call. I love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power, reconnecting to your body, and finding your unique radical sex witch within. Go to CarlaWainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes. Let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on.